Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello and welcome back to the Keith Cheggers podcast. Um, I am your host, Hannah Norris, and I'm here with my co-host. Carl Donnelly. Who's also my husband. I know, your husband. My uh, lover. Oh, yucky. <laughs> what is that all about? My friend. <laughs> yeah, even that's a bit creepy <laughs> to say, to be honest. I, I mean, uh, yeah, come on. Just My chef. Yeah, I mean, that I'll take because it sounds much more sort of, of a utility. Yeah. But let's stick to just husband and wife for now. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's Carl. And um, this is episode 25. Um, I'm currently at week 30 of my pregnancy, our pregnancy. No, your pregnancy. We said we'd never be the sort of couple to say we're pregnant. But I got in, you got, I got in trouble the other day when I said my baby. Yeah, our baby. I know, but I think we were discussing that just the two of us. Yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, the sort of couple that when they tell somebody they say we're pregnant to other people would never say that. Yeah, I'm pregnant with our baby. No, you're not. Yeah, I am. Oh, you're pregnant with our baby. Yeah, that that does work. Yes, yeah, that is um, correct. I can can say that. Yeah, and so it's only (laughs) ten weeks to go until. Oh my god, she's going to be here. Yeah. Which you just before we started recording, I thought it was seven weeks for mm-hmm. some reason. I just lost three weeks. I yeah. mean, we have been in lockdown, so I think I've lost all track of time. Yeah, um, I have started doing a little bit of uh, moving furniture around today. Yes, which I know um, is due to happen or got can a, happen. A hamper that's got exercise stuff in. It's a really nice hamper that you. I, I said, I oh, that could be good for baby stuff, and you thought about it as a toy chest. Yeah, so that's good that we both are on the same sort of the thought process on that yeah and i have heard you know that idea of doing nesting pre-baby yeah. but i also have heard that that's a sexist um idea that's kind of put out there to that starts to make women um bound to the home right so that the nesting instinct is not necessarily true right but it's a way of bringing women down do you have a, a nesting instinct or do you think it was it's been pro- 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 programmed into you what would be your instinct? Hmm. What's my instinct? Um, I def. I mean, I definitely want to make the house ready. Yeah. And it's fun to move things around and prepare for that. Yeah. Um, but I'm enlisting your help. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I would, I would have helped anyway. Yeah. But um, now everyone's forced to nest, aren't they? Yeah. Everyone's at home. So Everybody, because we are, we are still in lockdown. Although the government haven't done an official statement on that. No. Yet that's our fridge in the background taking off, um, but yeah, we are still in lockdown, and we have a guest today that we have just talked to via Zoom. So um, that was, it's our first remote yeah. podcast episode, but it was really nice to talk to somebody else. Yeah, it was. Um, and the guest, she's an actor and a comedian and a writer. Her name's Katie Mulgrew. She's very funny. She's very funny, and she is. A, a new mother she has a four-year-old and a four-week-old and a one-month-old yeah. so she's kind of had a corona baby as well yeah she, yeah you're here she um she had it literally just before this all happened yeah timing was pretty remarkable yeah so yeah um listen in i hope you enjoy it uh, we really like talking to her so Enjoy listening. Okay, really, Bye. Really cool. Hello. So we are here um, remotely. This is our first remote podcast, and we are looking at Katie Mulgrew and a little baby on our computer screen. Hi, Katie. Hi. I mean, you say little. He's a he's a unit, mate. He's how a, how many weeks old is he? Uh, so he is. So he's he's just over a month. Mm-hmm. So, but but we've been yeah we've been in lockdown since the yeah since he got back from hospital we've been in lockdown. Um, and how 
how big was he when he was born? Because all my um, all my measurements at the moment, I'm in the 99th percentile for my baby. Um, I don't. I've got this is my second. I don't. I still don't really know what percentile means. <laughs> <laughs> That's really terrible, isn't it? I think it's because I've never asked. So when you know when you don't ask something and then people keep mentioning it and you don't want to be like, oh, it's too far. We're too far now into it for me to ask without. Yeah. 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 It does. It's one of them. Yeah. It's one of them words I have almost zero confidence saying. Percentile. <laughs> it's one of them ones where if if you if I, could, I keep wanting to say it's in the ninety percentile. Like, percentile. Percent, I just I just can't. Percentile sounds like it's not a word that I should be saying. I think. So, fifth, how many weeks have you got left, Hannah? Because you can just practice that for the next. Like how long have you got? Yeah, I'm at thirty weeks at the moment, so ten left. Yes. Which Carl just thought was seven. He Some just... reason I thought we had seven weeks left. I was all like prepped and ready. I've just found out I've got three more weeks of uh, prep. <laughs> oh, it's, they lure you into a false sense of security. I remember when I was pregnant with my first kid, and I was like, I thought it was nine months. But is yeah. that math wrong, or is it actually longer? It is yeah. longer. Yeah. It's a bit longer. And then both my my big-headed lads, that's that's what I make. <laughs> yeah. I always find um, the – because we did IVF, and uh, and basically everything was so amazingly scientific and almost magic. They showed like on the day of when they put the embryos in, mm. uh, they showed us on like this screen, and it all looked amazing. Everything was so technically impressive. But then when they uh, work out your due date, they just get out some weird like cardboard wheel. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, really, guys? This is <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've watched like magical science happening before my very eyes. Yeah. And, like whip out something from like, key stage three. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like a bar chart. Like, all right, nice one. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, they're, they're both late. So this guy was induced, and then Jim, my first guy, um, my first guy. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> Uh, who, I've, who I've sent out on a bike ride with his father because he can't, he would, yeah, he's a delightful maniac and he wouldn't yeah. be trying to get in on this. Yeah. So he's out, but he was, he was like 14 days late. Wow. And um, so I was meant to be induced, but I went into labour the, the morning of the induction. So like, so, yeah. so they, they didn't try to induce you before that or you said you wanted to keep waiting? No, they didn't. They didn't. They just they left it. I think it's, I was 12 days over and then they were like, oh, come in tomorrow, basically. And then 12 days. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. I was livid, mate. I was <laughs> never, I've never been so angry in my life. And it was my unborn child I was angry at. It's not even his fault. I was like, I, I've never been so angry at anybody. <laughs> I mean, had you, had you kind of enjoyed the pregnancy or how was, like, with, with your first baby, how was your pregnancy up to that point? Was it... All right, yeah, I was just massive. I was just really big. It was all right though. Um, but yeah, and it was summer, so you, I was just I was wearing. You know, it, it was quite nice in fact because I was wearing a lot of caftans and new moves. Yeah, <laughs> like Homer Simpson in that episode. You know, when he he wants to stay at home. Yeah, in the movie. <laughs> yeah. I, I was immediately like Earth Goddess, Earth Mama. <laughs> but, you know, Homer does it as well. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so and it was a bit stressful because. Um, I was due in August and mm. my husband uh, works at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival every year. Yeah. So I was up at the Fringe because I was due in the middle of it. <clears> and, uh, and it was just, he, he was so, he just didn't sleep for the entire time. Yeah. And then, yeah. I know I was like, not, so I was about, yeah, I was pretty much almost nine months pregnant and trying to go and see people's shows. And about three days in, I think I saw like three shows and, and then I just sat in a chair in his office for like yeah, two yeah. And then, so, but then he was, anyway, so it was fine. We, we had him at home anyway. Yeah, fine. so so you you changed your plans then to have your baby in Edinburgh or were you going to go back to Manchester? Or? Uh, we did, well, we just, yeah, we were going to go back to Manchester just before. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, yeah. Um, but then he was mega late, so it was fine in the end. Right. Yeah, it wasn't really planned to, yeah, it wasn't, I was, so I was a bit stupid in that we were <laughs> going to have a baby. It wasn't yeah. like, um Oh no, but um, <laughs> See, science has never been my strong point. So, <laughs> a couple of pals were like, Oh, you're on the pill, you need to come off it a couple of months before 
So I was like, all right, well, I'm going to start. We're going to, we're going to try for a baby in January. So I'll come off now then. It's like November. All right. Yeah. And then I got off the pill on the Monday and um, I got, I was pregnant by the Friday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Done it. I've got a really Catholic womb. And I think yeah. I can, like, ah, finally. Yeah. <laughs> you might not be good at science as a, like, as a subject, but as a, as a body function. Yeah, I was like, oh, thank you. Here we are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, we so, were yeah. I mean, looking, we're looking like, we were originally, like, so Hannah's due June 19th, and I was due in Edinburgh. Um, so it would have been, what, five weeks, five and a half weeks before, and Hannah was going to come up, and like, that was the plan. This feels like it sort of forced us to face up to the fact that <laughs> that was probably not the best idea. Maybe. Do you still you still think it would have been fine? <laughs> I tell you, one of the things that I've been thinking about and talking to a friend about, because having baby, obviously, we don't know in 10 weeks' time what kind of lockdown or what's still going to be going on here. And in terms of socialising a baby, you know, like I've, I've read and heard things about it's, it can be good for them to be meet other people and be passed around and they start to get comfortable with other people or, or they'll be crazy attached to just... Yeah. Me and Carl and strangers will be weird. So, how, how have you been seeing anybody? Like, did you get to? Did your parents get to meet him or anything? Uh, no. Well, so my my parents and Lee's parents, my husband, they met him because we we got. So, I went on on the Friday to be induced. I was in the induction ward on the Sunday. Had him on the Sunday. Came out on the Monday, and then like the world had changed. Yeah. yeah. Three days, four days. So then, my mum and dad had. had Jim, my first lad, they um they were looking after him, so they brought him home. So they got to meet Bill then, and then Lee's mum and dad, they came, and then the next day we went into lockdown. So that yeah, they, yeah. no one else has met him apart from over Skype or FaceTime, and it, it is worrying me slightly because with Jim, like from the get go, he was like grandparents were always looking after him. You know, if I was gigging, I'd have like mates look after him. You know, he's got godparents that always come and look after him. Like he was. I think in a good way, he was always around people and always um, being looked after by lots of different people. So he's never, he's always been really good and sociable. Yeah. So I'm concerned about the fact that this guy, like Bill, is just going to, yeah, it's just us. <laughs> he's already really needy. I don't know what yeah. he can tell. <laughs> <laughs> he's fast asleep. Right so. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm a bit concerned that he's going to be super needy, but... There's nothing you can really do. No, that's, that's, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, you know, I'm of that mindset as well, particularly now because I'm due in 10 weeks, but not really knowing what the, what, what state the world's going to be in then, like whether. Even the hospitals, what they're going to be like. It's at the minute, Hannah's not, you what, what, the last sort of hospital meeting was cancelled yesterday over the phone. So it's at the minute, it's still quite like what's going to happen on the actual day. Yeah. But yeah. it's, there's no there's no way of changing it. So for me and for you, for us, we just got to accept it. But yeah. then, the, but I wonder, you know, the kind of the general anxiety that's around whether he feels I that. Know, I mean, I, I really feel for you because I said that to um, my friend who's a midwife, Helen. I said I'm really glad I had him when I had him, just like because it felt like it was the tipping point. Because you know, you get you have anxiety when you're pregnant about your baby and if it's going to be okay and is the birth going to be okay you've got all those anxieties and to have all those other ones thrown into the mix as well as like oh well am I allowed a birth partner will I be you know when we're in the hospital how many you know it's there's so many like ifs that I just mm-hmm. yeah I feel for you Hannah mate. have you seen those little pictures of the um, babies being born in Thailand who've got oh, those yeah. full face masks on <laughs> they look, they it's like so the, cute they but it's like so bad welding masks yeah <laughs> cute but bleak like, yeah. yeah it is a bit bleak and they've all got facial expressions that sort of suggest they're like come on mate is this necessary <laughs> i didn't know that the world was going to be like this <laughs> yeah. coming out imagine that coming out of the womb it's sort of the world must be harsh enough and somebody puts a welding mask on you. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's so funny he's, he's just, he, I, i'm waiting for a smile apparently like a month in, it's supposed to be smiling time, but he just looks so grumpy and fed up all the time. Like, can, is he is he getting that off us? Like, are we giving him the world's fucked vibes? So he's just <laughs> like, just grumpy, just can't be asked. Forget it, mate. It's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> well, just to, yeah, I mean that's just generally in the atmosphere as well. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Like it's, I mean, yeah. you could never have 
I mean, neither of us would ever have predicted that this would be where we're at and we're having new babies. Um, And so with, like, so even up until the point where you were in hospital giving birth, that was really when things started to change into coronavirus being a shielded. I was quite shielded from it because I was on my phone a little bit, but not really, but I didn't know that. So my husband was sat on a chair on his phone doing work, like emails, and he didn't tell me, but he was pretty much just like everything was getting cancelled. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Deal with this is cancelled, this theatre tour is cancelled, these gigs are cancelled, this is cancelled, this is but he didn't want to tell me because he was just so he just was like, Oh yeah, just do some emails and in his head, Oh my god, my business is crumbling. (laughs) But couldn't say anything because I was (laughs) not in labour, but um you know, trying to getting a lot of sweeps I mean I've never had so many so many people look I mean women particularly look at my vagina or or, or you know yeah. touch my vagina in a very small period of time and that, <laughs> and that get going trying the to mem- get like, membrane sweeps yeah but yeah and, and then you, you, if you're in the induction world I didn't realize this I didn't really know anything about induction but you kind of get bumped up the list if you go into labor um, but then if you don't, you just have to wait. So so that's why I went in on Friday morning and they didn't go, they didn't break my waters till the Sunday morning. Yeah. So I didn't know that. Like it can be days. Because that's, I am, um, when I had my hospital phone appointment the other day, the doctor, it's the first time I'd actually spoken to a doctor at the hospital. We re- realised we, we were supposed to be having appointments with doctors <laughs> after every scan that we had. And we'd had a few scans um, but we didn't know that, so we hadn't seen any doctors. So then I we had this phone call and she said she'd like to invite me in for an induction in week 39 yeah. because I'm 40 and because we did IVF. And I'm a little bit like that's I – don't, I don't think I really want to do that and I'm going to see how I am able to communicate that and how I'm able to stick to that or if, if I'm not. So I'd like to know a bit more about it from your experience. Um, well, yeah, because well, we went in on a Friday morning, and then so they did the pessary. So they put a pessary, and that's to try and um, I mean, I don't know the technical. Started going, <laughs> stimulate, yeah, Kick it off, mate, kick it off, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Doctor Mulgrew, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it did, and then they came and after about because um, if it doesn't help. So it's if it doesn't help dilate, then you have to have another pessary. You do that sort of every, I think you have it, is it every four hours? Or So they came and checked and they said that um, I dilated like an extra couple of centimetres. So it was like two and a half centimetres, which is enough to break your waters. So, said, yeah. oh, that's so they could break your waters now. So I thought, oh, amazing. I'm going to be in the labour ward. I'm going to go home later with a baby. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> what's the box? Like, I'm going to be home. It's going to be great. And then... Nothing happened, and we were just waiting and waiting and waiting. And uh, <laughs> I rang the bell about one o'clock in the morning. They just said, "Hiya, um, what's going on?" Yeah, <laughs> and I said, "Oh, did like, was it not explained to you that you know you're on a list, so it could be could be days before you you know they break your waters and they yeah. they, they give you the hormone drip. Um, we have to wait for a place in the labour ward. So we'll we'll give you sweeps and we'll try and move it along. And if you get if you go into labour, brilliant." You can go in, so then, then you get all this pressure because you feel like <laughs> feel like it's a club that you're not allowed into, like a nightclub. Yeah. You're like, oh, why am I not? Why why won't my body just go into labour? Like, please, you're already late. Just go into labour. Um, but it did happen. So yeah, Sunday morning they said, okay, we've got a slot. Wheel me in, and then um, they break your waters, and then then they put the hormone drip in, and then it was just it was I don't know. It's different women um, react to it differently, but it was it was just mega quick. Then having yeah. like. Had him in like three hours, and was, was that was that more painful than your previous birth? Uh, yes, because it's so intense and it happens yeah. quickly. Yeah. Um, whereas Jim was like seventeen hours, but it was so it was very slow on the uptake. So it was a mm. long time, and I was knackered by the end of it. And in the end, I had to with Jim. I had forceps, and I had a episiotomy. Yeah, and um. So I had a lot of help. So I didn't actually push him out. He was kind of dragged out. Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't. <laughs> wasn't leaving. They were, like, they were like, get out, mate. Like, you've had enough. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> like, like a stag do, like a stagger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> get out, mate. <laughs> and uh, and but with, with, with Bill, 
I did push him out <laughs> on, on nine and a half, on nine pounds, ten of him. Oh. Yeah, wow. Pushed him out by myself. But that, that was weird because you watch movies <laughs> and in every movie I've ever watched or every television show I've ever watched where someone gives birth, there's always the bit where they say, oh, I can see the head, you can see the head. Yeah. Just like, more oh, push. And they push and then the baby comes out. Whereas I, I remember they said, oh, we can see the head, we can see the head. And I was like, brilliant. Ah. So I was pushing and then 10 minutes later, they were like, we can see the head. I was like, I know you can see the fucking head. Why is it not, like, why is it not out yet? I don't understand. Like, it's there. Why, yeah. Why is it not here yet? I don't understand. Just holding on on the inside. <laughs> I know the head's still there. Um, but I did have, well, I did, I had loads more drugs with Bill than I did with Jim. Mm-hmm. I didn't have anything with Jim apart from mm-hmm. gas and which the first time you have the gas in air, ugh, so delicious. You're just like, <laughs> oh my God, this feels like Glastonbury, like 2002. This is like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You feel like you're in a field and then you remember you're having a baby. <laughs> it's lovely. But um, <clears throat> it was quite intense pain, so I went for delicious Remy fentanyl. But then that wasn't working, so I just got, I got a double dose. Mm-hmm. So... That was great. I thoroughly recommend that, Hannah. All right, all right. Is that what, in, intravenous, is it? Oh. Yeah, it's a clicking, it's a clicker. Mm. So you click it when you feel a contraction coming and then it helps you through it. Uh, but then then that was, then I, I don't want to sugarcoat anything. Then I was in so much pain, I just remember screaming at the midwife, just give me an epidural, I don't want to feel anything. Yeah. <laughs> and then she went, okay. So this this bloody lovely anaesthetist who just he was, he was a very lovely man who I kept shouting at and I don't really remember <laughs> a lot of it. Um, he, I'm sure he was used to it. He was delightful. Yeah, popping in and out and then giving leaflets to Lee, not to me because obviously I was screaming in pain. So we give him like a leaflet and leave the room. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> They'd be like, oh, okay. <laughs> but I didn't get an epidural in the end because they said, "Oh, you're, you're like eight centimeters dilated." Yeah, it's happening. Like, yeah. He said, you can have it if you want. It'll just slow everything down. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, fine. Yeah. Crack on. That's all right then. Yeah, let's just do it. Um, so, yeah, but I am, I'm glad I did it because I did just want to, like, but, yeah, when it's, if it's fast, it was, it was weird because you feel a bit, like, shocked when the baby's there then. Yeah. So, so he was on me, and Lee said the first thing I said was, um, God, he's massive, isn't he? That's our nickname for our baby at the moment. It's a girl and she's called Massive Janet. Just because <laughs> Carl said Massive Giant, I misunderstood. So she's Massive Janet. Massive so, Janet. I love yeah. it. <laughs> so we, we definitely, do you ever run a joke long enough that like it feels like uh, when she comes along, I'm actually going to probably go. I think we should call her Janet. <laughs> I feel like I've taken it to that sort of logical conclusion now. I think, yeah, or at least middle name of Janet. Yeah, there's some, there's something in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, yeah, something beautiful. And Janet. <laughs> Actually, who's, your, who's your named after with Janet? Nobody. Yeah. <laughs> we just chose it. It was an in joke, and when we yeah. tell you how it'll take too long, and you probably wouldn't be Honestly, in the moment, yeah, it was just it was fabulous. But yeah, there was um, yeah, and, and then I, I had stitches as well because I tore, which was a yeah. bit pissed about because I was a bit like, should have just nicked it, mate, just because I don't, that don't, I don't was like in stirrups for mm. you know, uh, like an hour. Lee <laughs> like whispered to me, went, I mean, it's. You know, it's lovely that they're taking the time, but this is taking a long time, mate. <laughs> Three midwives, and yeah, they were... oh. I tell you what, the midwives though were just the most amazing. Like there was, I, I had quite a few different ones because I had a couple in the induction unit, and then I had um, two uh, in the the labour ward, but then like the head midwife as well, and then one that came. She was she was one I just she was one who ended up screaming at. She was she was blessed. She came. When the other ones went on the mid the, the lunch break, and uh, <laughs> at one point, I just went, "Oh, mate, I just feel 
I was like, Lee, and I think she's called Carol, and I was like, Carol, and I just feel ruined. And she's like, yeah, that'll be the Remy Fentanyl. It's quite strong. <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't mean like I feel fucked. I, mean, I feel like physically ruined. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that feeling's good. I'm into that bit. <laughs> off my tits, although I was a little bit off my tits. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, but yeah, with Jim, I didn't have anything. And that was, yeah, I just had gas and air. And uh, when I did eventually ask for like an epidural, they again said, oh, it's too late. Too late. Mm. Yeah. I mean, you can do, but you might as well, no pun intended, crack on. Yeah. And with that, um, did you, did they do the thing where they put the balloon in you? Is that the induction? Is that what they do for induction for you or not? Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, they, um, they do it, they do it different ways when they break your waters. Yeah. So they, um, but and it's you know it's not it's not comfortable. Like that's yeah. the big thing with all the sweeps and the breaking of water and then checking on your you know how dilated you are. It's not yeah. nice, but you kind of have to get yourself into a mindset because you know the more that you tense up, the more difficult it is. So you have to. <laughs> I remember saying this to my friend Haley Ellis just said a baby, and I said I know this sounds really stupid, but like try and think of wide open spaces. Or try and think about the ocean because honestly, it's, it's your natural inclination is to just like, release Venus flytrap. Oh yeah, arm. Like just like no, get out. But that's just it's it's worse. You just kind of have to try and imagine you somewhere else. Like it's just yeah, and um, it's yeah because it's not pleasant, but it's but it's a means to an end, and you just have to keep thinking it's this brilliant thing is going to happen later. So yeah. Got to just keep thinking. It'll all be worth it, you know. This it's only for now, and you know you won't. It's a month later, and um, I mean, I'm definitely not having any more children. Nobody nah. else is getting pushed out of this vagina. <laughs> <laughs> but it does, you know. You can remember it, but it does still feel like, oh well, it was it it, it was so. Even if, even with Jim, that wasn't quick. It just feels like oh well, it was quick, and it. It was all it's, it was all in that moment, and it was all worth it. Do you know what I mean? It was kind of like um, long haul flights. I always yeah. I always say that going to yeah. Australia, it's like twenty four hours, and it's pretty fucked, and it's yeah. yeah. And then you, but then you're there, and it's fine. Yeah. That was how you had to get there. Whilst it's happening, you're like, what? Why yeah, get me get me out of it? Yeah. <laughs> why is this? Why do we have to do this? Why? why? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why, why do we? Why does this need to happen? Why? Why can't I get mad? I'm like, oh, I should have just had a C-section. Yeah, <laughs> and that's a shitty thing to say, and I hate that because that's like shaming women that have C-sections. Like it's not hard work because it is hard work. Yeah, and it, with other, you know, afterwards complications. You know, yeah. any any way or any form of getting getting a kid out of your womb is gonna. There's there's upsides and downsides to everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And with with your two pregnancies, like in terms of the actual pregnancy, were they were there major differences between them, or just things that you learned the first time that was really useful for the second time? Or it was weird because the second one, um, the second one was harder. But I think that's because I had an, I had a four year old to look after, three, or three yeah. Yeah, yeah. four year old to look after. So you can't really rest. That's the tricky thing with um with the second one is that you you. But the first one, when you feel shit, you just go to sleep. You can be like, okay, I only have myself to sort of look after so I can go yeah. and nap. But I can have like a whole day of bed if I want if I'm feeling that way. But when you've got a four-year-old, you can't be like, right, mate. Uh, <laughs> so uh, the telly's there, microwave's there, I'll see you in five hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, but you can't let like, your house will be burnt down in two yeah. hours. Yeah. And it's, you know, I mean, people, people would judge you. Yeah. It yeah, it's you know morally not great. So yeah, <laughs> it, it's tricky to 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 have yeah I'm gigging. I kind of I had to pull back from gigging a lot earlier. I was gigging up to about eight months with Jim, um, but yeah, this time with Bill, I was I just did the I just did the odd one, and then I stopped about Christmas time. So about two and a half months before because I was just knackered. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't look after Jim all day and then go and drive to Doncaster. Yeah. yeah it was funny I was thinking that because um because I worked for the Melbourne Comedy Festival so we'd gone out to Australia we were there for two weeks and then we had to come back um and it, this would be the third week of yeah, the comedy yeah, festival yeah, yeah. so I would have been working like full you know full-on festival times 
But instead, I've been lying around the house, <laughs> reading books, lying in the sunshine. I'm doing it so much lying down. It's like, yeah. oh, this wasn't the plan yet, but suddenly it's... Well, it's a positive out of this situation. Yeah. It's enforced rest, isn't it? I, feel, I mean, I'm sleeping. It feel, I feel like I'm banking sleep that I know I'm not going to get. <laughs> Because I've been sleeping 11 hours a night. Freestanding. Like, I'm an absolute monster. That's like porn to me right now, mate. <laughs> 11 hours, I've actually turned on. <laughs> what's, he, what's, he, what's he sleeping like? Is he. Right, Dick. I, I mean, that first month is. What's the. I mean, the first month is obviously the worst. Probably. Yeah. In, in, an, in an ideal world, I mean, that was amazing thing about Jim was his sleeping was brilliant from the get-go so ideally they feed four hours feed then sleep four hours feed sleep four hours and that's the dream and then it gets longer and longer and longer whereas this cat I mean he he like feed for four hours and then sleep <laughs> yeah it's like an, it'll, it'll be like the person that's, that won't leave the all you can eat buffet <laughs> I'm getting my money's worth <laughs> So he's just, and he's quite big. So I'm doing breastfeeding, but also bottle, like both. Yeah. He's just not, yeah, I've got, yeah, I'm just relentless, aren't you, Paul? Well, like at Christmas, when you, you eat your massive meal, then you go to sleep for an hour and then yeah. you wake up and go, the I'm second just, just going to have a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to have like an extra, just, just like another mince pie. That'll be fine. Yeah. He pukes up quite a lot as well because he's obviously eaten far too much than he wants, but. Yeah. Yeah, he's starting. He's starting to um to stir, isn't he? Um, I I saw on Twitter about your trying to register the birth. Oh God, I know. So yeah, so my husband. Oh, okay. All right, you're face those Twitter notifications? Forgot to watch anything but Netflix? Dreading the video conference small talk at nine? You need a new vitamin, you know. You need the Smart 7. It's a brand new daily podcast that puts your brain into gear. Everything you need to know in less than seven minutes. You need the Smarts? Hey, we got the Smarts. The Smart 7, every weekday at 7am. Available right now on Spotify and all the usual places. 
That is true. So yes, yeah, so I don't know when that they just said, "Oh, contact us again in a you know in a few weeks," and hopefully, but they've got a backlog. Yeah, apparently. But so isn't isn't normally isn't there normally like a window where if you don't do it before, yeah, it's, it's illegal. Isn't it two or three weeks that you've got to you're supposed to get it in by? Quite long. I think it, I think it is eight weeks. I think oh, okay. Six weeks, six or eight weeks it is. But I mean, we're going to go past that definitely. Yeah. yeah. Which is fine. The thing that I'm waiting on, I did my filled out all my maternity forms to get maternity allowance um, the other week. So I'm just kind of waiting to find out about that, the self-employed thing, which yeah. did you, I mean, you do that? Yeah, I've got, um, I mean, it's, it's, it's what it is. It's not amazing money, but it's it's something, isn't it? So, yeah. Because yeah. there's the one, like, from what I see, there's like 30 pounds a week if you kind of can't prove stuff or it's like 145 or something like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's, I mean, yeah, I don't know how people can live on 30 pounds a week. There yeah. you go. But yeah, we've got the, um, yeah, I've just got the normal stats shit. I mean, that's the thing that's what's weird about having a, the sort of the positive about having a baby at this time is that it doesn't feel when it all hit and everything went under and all the gigs stopped and Edinburgh stopped and sort of our industry just got put on pause for an indefinite amount of time. Yeah. It, it did it affect me. I mean, it, it affects me in terms of it affects my husband's business, but it didn't affect me as in like I didn't feel like I I had a loss of control or yeah, loss yeah. of anything because I was already on maternity leave. Yeah. So it was, felt like it had been taken away from me or any opportunity had been taken away from me because I was already like, well, I'm going to be on pause for a bit anyway. Yeah. good thing about, you know, that's the, it's the positive that I should tell myself every day. <laughs> yeah, I relate to that as well. But I know like for you, Carl, when we were, you were starting to look at universal credit and things like that. That can be bothered. But also just I think the idea of when you're having a baby, yeah. suddenly going, oh, I'm going to be on the dole. I don't have yeah, a job. That's <laughs> like, what I decided against. It was like a hassle of organising it. I just thought, you know, hopefully I've got enough squirreled away that can tie us over for a while. Yeah. Um, but I just think, yeah, it's, it, I mean, I definitely think if I hadn't, the only good financial planning I've ever done is putting a bit of money away. Um, and if I had, didn't have that, and I've suddenly we're in the situation we're in currently, I would be shitting myself. Oh, mate, it's so, it's frightening. And there must be other people that are self-employed that are having a baby and they just don't have cushions to fall back on. It's, yeah. It's, yeah, it's a frightening place to be. We're, you know, we're really lucky. And, I, you know, when I'm having tough days or tough, you know, afternoons or mornings, I do think to myself, you know, we're lucky because we're not on the breadliner out and, you know, we've, we have a nice house and we have, we, well, we don't have a garden, we have mud. But <laughs> it's somewhere that you can you can stick a four year old and go. All right, see you in, see you in half an hour, mate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> other, other people don't have that, especially in London. You know, people don't have. We was really lucky in a lot of ways. So I think that's the thing. You just got to um, you just got to sort of cling on to the positive bits in, yeah, in yeah, yeah. mind fuck of a time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, there was one thing I wanted to ask you about, but I've, I've read a book this week, which I think came from the fact that I heard Catherine Ryan talk about it or just knew Catherine did it at some point, that her daughter was kind of potty trained by like nine months or something like that. And there's this thing called elimination communication. Have you heard of that? No. <laughs> so it's like it's quite an American term, but the idea is that you start from what you can do it from the, when the baby's born but you don't get them used to wearing nappies. So you kind of hold them over the toilet and things like that. Yeah. Oh, I have heard about this. My friend said her, her mate did it. And like, she was, so like she'd be like on a tube and she'd have to whack a potty out. Like, <laughs> wow. like a baby on like a potty. She'd have to carry a potty around with her. Um, well, I mean, I, I, we, uh, when did he potty train? But I think he was just before he was three. And um, we just we just bunkered down. I just so you just have to keep the way that we did it was um, just just loads of changes of clothes like yeah. Yeah. Right to it. And every time he wet himself, I'd be like, "There's a toilet there, mate." You know, yeah. And then change him. <laughs> and eventually, after like, like after the first day, there's less accidents and there's less. And then after a week, he's like, "Oh yeah, there is a toilet. All right, cool." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's kind of how we did it. But um, I just, I mean, I. Fair play to any mums and anything they want to try and how they want to raise their yeah, kids. Yeah, yeah. You, you all do, you babes. But it's such there's such a lot going on when you give birth and a, and a baby. And there's so much admin 
that if giving yourself extra admin, I just, yeah, I, I, it's not for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for less admin. <laughs> like breastfeeding is so full on as well. Like it's so full on. It's so, it's brilliant and amazing, but it's, you know, it's, it's really, uh, <laughs> what say? Weird, weird way to describe it. It's very time consuming. And I know that sounds daft, yeah. but that's the with your baby but you can't really do anything else you sort of yeah. it's just you and, you and the baby and you can't really go anywhere you can't really do anything I mean that's fine actually <laughs> it's fine because yeah. we can't we're not <laughs> yeah they're very reliant on you and that's it's, it's lovely and it's bonding with them and obviously it's really good for them but it also it's it's a lot on you and it can be really exhausting and I guess so, like you were saying just before I that that he feeds a lot having kind of four hour feeding sessions or whatever yeah. it's different for everyone I think you know some 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 babies are like on sleep for ages on sleep for ages it's I think it, it's just so individual like from mum to mum and that's why I think we we can sometimes and you know even with a second baby you can sometimes you know put pressure on yourself to be a certain way and be a certain mum or do things a certain way um and you sort of shame yourself. And mm. I did that loads with Jim because I, I, I found breastfeeding with Jim so hard. And like, I was like, we were just like crying at each other. Yeah. Like, and yeah. he came home and said, we can't, like this cannot continue. It was like week three and we were just exhausted, crying, <laughs> crying into each other's faces. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yes, yeah, so then that was when we, I sort of did more bottle feeding and less breastfeeding and then sort of petered the breastfeeding out. But that was because it was struggling. Whereas it's been a lot better this time, but it still is. It's, you know, it's, it's quite emotionally draining, you know, having, having a newborn and with the exhaustion as well and all the hormones. So I just think the less pressure you put on yourself to, to, to do things is best. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my opinion is, you know, just yeah, a, yeah but it depends what baby you've got yeah exactly that's what I was about to say that's one of the things I've found so interesting about doing these podcasts because you know just at the start definitely it was about a lot about pregnancy and what we were to expect and kind of as it's been you know I've had a pretty good pregnancy sort of been felt like I've enjoyed it and it's been we've had a few scans because of my age and there was a thing with my cervix that they were monitoring but all that's fine um so then learning about people's different experiences once the baby's here and how different yeah. all babies are. It's like, similarly, I don't know, who knows? Who knows what, what yeah. we're going to get? I think it sort of, it just gets, it chips away at that thing. I think, I'm, I reckon, I'm, I know we had it, I, reckon, I definitely had it. And I reckon everyone must have that thing of thinking, I think, Everyone sort of moans about how hard it is, but then you think, oh, ours will be all right. Every single person thinks that. And I'm sure <laughs> doing this podcast and hearing everyone's stories has definitely given me a reality check. That's still, ours is going to be all right. Yeah, but still, ours is going to be the best. <laughs> no, you definitely do go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know yours didn't sleep, but my world. Because <laughs> my world, mate. And then, yeah. and then it gets there and you're like, oh, this one doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Just roll with the punches. Just got to do what he wants to do. Yeah. And it's that thing, um, you know, prior to being pregnant, I never, I never really talked to people about their babies or about their pregnancies or it was just something that, other people do yeah exactly yeah so, so to find out and have people talk to us like you today is really great just to see what's going on particularly like with our similar situation in 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 lockdown in a time where there's a, yeah. a plague outside which is oh, yeah which lots yeah. of people won't be able to relate to definitely yeah. not yeah, yeah. in um in the western world but you know people people who are doing this at the same time definitely will yeah yeah, so it's, I mean, it feels like it'll be an interesting story to tell our, our kids when they're older and be like, oh, you were born when the, the world was cancelled. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything was cancelled and then you, you arrived and no, no one could meet you. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody could, could look after you. I mean, that's yeah, one yeah, thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're so lucky because we've got grandparents that live nearby, but um, it's very hard for them as well. It's been really hard for yeah. grandparents because, you know, they want to come and join in and, get involved and yeah it's, it's just it's yeah it's just surreal in some ways that's the thing as well my parents are in Australia and so mum said the other day that they're suggesting there's maybe not going to be any international flights out of Australia until next year 
Oh, God. Yeah, so she's like, that would, it's the first grandchild, but they will have to wait till next yeah. year to come and meet her. But if that's what it is, that's, yeah. that's what it is. Oh, yeah, it's just little things like that, isn't it, though? You just think, oh, yeah, you think it's not fair, but at the same time, it's not fair for the people that are not well, are they? Well, it's weird because the maternity unit that I was on in St. Mm. Mary now a covoid unit. Is so it? The maternity unit's gone up, up one floor and now the bottom one. And so that, that would frighten Again, I feel really lucky that I had my baby when I had it. Sorry, Hannah. <laughs> then you, I wouldn't want to have gone into my labour ward knowing that, like, the covoid unit was downstairs. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet they don't tell, they probably don't tell mums that. I mean, there's no, no way they're telling the mums. They're not like, oh, guess what's happening downstairs? <laughs> don't, don't listen to that coughing. Don't listen <laughs> to that coughing. <laughs> Everybody's coming out this end, but everyone's going back. Oh, <laughs> yeah. God. Death downstairs, birth upstairs. Yeah. yeah. I'm hoping yeah. that just, it's still a couple of months. I think um, that, that my optimism is by then, Things will have calmed down. Yeah, I think so. I do. I think I think it'll be like another, I reckon another eight weeks or something of this kind of lockdown. And then I think it will hopefully. <laughs> I mean, someone might listen to this podcast in the future. Yeah. Exactly. We don't know what's coming. Yeah. <laughs> we just don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody uncertainties. But then that's kind of like being pregnant and having a baby. It's a weird duality. It's, there's so many ifs of like I, d- I don't know how it's going to go I don't know what the birth's going to be like I don't yeah. know what the baby's going to be like I don't these things are out of my control yeah but I think as well yeah that thing as well why I like talking to people about it is just kind of again releasing any of that shame and making everything's normal because everyone has their own kind of way and experience of it and yeah changes to their plans yeah, or yeah. how they yeah. how they feel so yeah, you, got, I mean, you can have a birth plan. I mean, my birth plan was never, but for both babies was like, okay, we we go until we can't deal with the pain, <sighs> and then we then we have like the next level up. So like, we level up. So we'll start <laughs> with nothing, and then we'll have diamorphic, we'll have gas and air, and then, or then we'll go for this next thing, and then we'll go like that was that's that was my plan. Yeah, um, which you know sort of worked out. But then with Jim, the first baby, nothing went to plan, and, and you know is heart dropped and the cord was around his neck so we're like get him out and then that yeah, was yeah. so you never know what's gonna happen you just mm. the only thing you can hope for is that you know uh, is that the no matter how the birth goes is that the, at the end of it you're healthy and the baby's healthy that's yeah. the, best, the best like that's that's the plan we're both gonna be they're both gonna be all right yeah, yeah. yeah. did you have any questions did i have any questions i think well i suppose as most in on most of them i've just asked uh the person what the partner can do in the run-up uh to sort of help but actually that's going to get now towards the business end i suppose like it's more what 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 is it tips to the partner at when it gets to that day of like right we're in it's happening what should <laughs> i what what should i be doing what on that what things should oh, i avoid it. or do you know what's really hard though, Carl? And I think that is Lee says that is like he feels like both times you feel because there's not much that you can do, no. you know, so just just being there and because you, you know, it's um, it's such an intense thing. I mean, but you know what? The best thing that Lee did was I think it just it also depends on the birth. But there was one moment when with Jim's birth that um the midwife, something happened with the heart monitor, the midwife pressed the button and about 12 people came in, like genuinely, like, so, like loads of midwives, doctors, everyone came in and there was three nurses trying to get like an IV in one arm, three trying to take blood with the other arm. And I think he just saw the absolute panic in my face of all these people. And he just, he just grabbed hold of my hand and went, uh, look at me, don't look at anybody else. Yeah, we, yeah. This is going to be fine. You're going to be fine. The baby's going to be fine. Just look at me and don't look at anyone else at the moment. Yeah. And then, then that was when the obstetrician was like, okay, we're going to help you because we need to get this baby out. But it was, that was the most amazing thing you could have said in that moment because yeah, I yeah, was yeah. so panic-stricken. Because, you know, he didn't know it was going to happen either. But he no. was just like, don't even focus on any of these people. We're yeah, going to be all yeah. right. And that was the best thing possible to do. Whereas with Bill, I didn't, I didn't even speak to him, really. <laughs> 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 no, I did. I was talking to him every now and again when I was quite high on the Remy Pencil and I'd just go, I love you. And then I go, <laughs> and then I told the midwife I loved her as well, though, so it was fine. I think I might have asked her to go in a WhatsApp. I mean, <laughs> I love you. <laughs> yeah, I think he felt quite... Oh, yeah, because then... 
it's, I think it's just you kind of just step up when you 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 feel like there's a moment to step up because a lot of it is just between the mum and the midwives. Yeah, so I think there was a bit when I when I they said right you need to push Katie and I was like no I can't do it and he, he went you can do it you can do this come on <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> Cool. That was the only thing that I think that was the only interaction for like four hours. Just said like, you can totally do this. Let's go. I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. Okay. Note, noted. Thank you. <laughs> you'll know. You'll feel it. You'll feel when it's when it's time to get involved, Carl. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you'll feel it, Carl. Thank you. Thank you, <laughs> Thank you everyone. Because <laughs> I'm like squeezing his leg. I feel it. <laughs> Oh, he also put Brooklyn Nine Nine on for me at the start because that that was like I was I was fine, so I was watching Brooklyn Nine Nine, and then I was like, close the laptop. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good, I've not even thought. I've not actually thought about bringing a laptop with loads of stuff on it. Very good. That's a good. Oh, yeah, that's the first. You're the first person who's mentioned that. So that's, uh, yeah, we have said playlists, but not not watching stuff. Yeah. Yeah, we have playlists, which is which is you know it's good because you're like, oh, if you don't, they'll put like radio whatever yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. So if you want to listen to your own stuff, but because we were going to be in the induction for a few days, we just had loads of videos and series. Yeah. Well, so at the start, the, it was, yeah, when it was feeling well, okay, watching. But then I got angry at them all. I was like, turn them off and get them away from me. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're, we're watching The Handmaid's Tale at the minute. That's probably not the best option to watch. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're hearted <laughs> Well, no, you, you know, you know what I'm into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you could watch horror movies, but <laughs> yeah. that, might, that might take your mind off it. <laughs> also, curb your enthusiasm. Yeah, I think we're that's a bit of that. That'd be a good one, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, thank you so much for talking oh. to us today. It's nice to meet you. It's lovely to meet you guys. <laughs> I'll be thinking about you. Yeah. For the next 10 weeks. Yeah, thank you. Thanks. And um, you too. Yeah, good luck. Guys. As he and keeps getting more massive. <laughs> well, him and Massive Janet are going to be great friends. Though. Yeah. <laughs> this is B, because I call him B Unit because he's so massive. Like, B yeah. Unit. <laughs> so, yeah, B Unit and Massive Janet. Edinburgh 2021. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thanks a lot. Have a good day. You too. Bye. Bye. GreatBigOwl.com. Heavy pencil. An actor of my experience, you just get wrong. Dry. A podcast sitcom with Anna Crilly and Tony Gardner. I played, I played yeah. Edmund Gilder and he played Fanny Snatch. The Observer called it a lovely thing. Wonderfully funny, pitched perfectly, produced with a light touch. I'm not having any more of this. I need you to pull me off immediately. Heavy Pencil from Great Big Owl.